Welcome back to Underemployed, y'all. You might notice a better sound quality. That's because we're in the same room together. Yeah, we decided that me making an hour drive is absolutely worth the shit quality that the last two episodes is, is redeeming it. Um, plus, it's a good chance to come down to Fredericksburg, David's favorite city. Uh, oh, yeah. It's it's a wonderful town. We just came back from trivia where we came in. What, what place did we come in, David? Second. Thank you. Airhorn, airhorn. You know what I mean? We lost to people that apparently you say they go there every week. They win pretty much every week. So, you know what? We basically won the normal prize. All right? Yeah. All right? We're mm. good. We're good. Now, let's go. Let's address our last episode, our best episode. We had our mascot, uh, mascot battle bracket. David, how's our bracket looking? Um, it was busted on... Busted? Thursday at 5. Yeah, it was busted PM. during the play-in game. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Arizona State, uh, the Sun Devils, a good mascot. Yeah. They lost during the play-in game. And, uh, to... Does uh, it matter? No. Doesn't matter. Miami, the Hurricanes. Who we picked to win it all. Lost to Loyola of Chicago at the buzzer in the first game. Not the fifth game or the fourth game or the third game or the second game, but the first game. I would like to say, though, um, I'm calling Loyola's games into question, Ooh. and I really think that the NCAA should be investigating them. And why are you saying they that? They have a nun on their team or involved in the team, Sister Jean. I'm sure everyone's seen and heard about her. Yeah. She's a kindly, sweet, old, appearing 98-year-old oh, yeah. nun. Yeah, she gets Don't her. let her fool you. Yeah, that's right. Nuns, no matter the age, will smack the taste out of your mouth with a ruler. And you know what? She probably got. She probably made some little side thing with God. She probably said, hey. Oh, she totally made a side thing with God. And then she said, oh, you know, it's funny. She only had them winning a couple games in the bracket. And, and you know, to make it look like it's... No, she's trying to throw us off the track. I want her finances under investigation. That's right. Sister she's, Jean, we're calling you out. We're Sister being, Jean's gambling on this. That's right. We're calling, we're calling you out, 98-year-old Sister Jean. <laughs> Uh, any other thoughts on the tournament? It's uh, been pretty exciting. I do not watch, as you know, I'm more of a pro basketball guy, but the tournament's been pretty good. Uh, yeah. It's been fun, exciting. I'm, in all sincerity, invested in Loyola. Uh, I went to, the, I actually visited their campus when I went to Chicago over the summer. And beautiful campus, lovely people. Uh, my old friend, my old chum, Josie, goes there. She's very kind, and so I'm, I'm really happy for them. It's a great Cinderella story. Normally I'm someone who likes to say, hey, the... The overdogs need their love, too. You know, the big guys need their love. The Yankees and the Lakers of the world need their love. But yeah, I, I, I've I, watched a few of the games. I've mostly been at work when they've been going on, so yeah. I get to hear people's reactions to them. <laughs> um, I will say the thing that... So one of the things that brings me an incredible amount of joy is the entitled butthurt Can, uh, not Kansas, but Kentucky fans. Oh, I just want to... I want to Ugh. bathe in their tears. I mean, they already kind of overachieved a little this year. They weren't supposed to be that dominant heading into the tournament. And then all of a sudden, here they are. They kind of, like, their region was the villain. By the way, shout out to Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. David, what did you tweet about uh, when Virginia uh, lost? The, the Virginia, UVA is what happens when you trust your uh, athletic dreams with nerds. Yeah, I mean, listen. Like, I, I stand by this. The only nerd school that's any good at sports is Harvard, and they're only good at the nerd sports. Right. They're good at rowing. They win a basketball tournament. Yeah, I mean, every once in a while they have a good basketball player, Jeremy Lin, but like yeah. he's the only Harvard famous alum who plays basketball that anyone can really name. It's also that And don't don't you say Obama at me because he never played on the team. It's it's you know, you can, it, it, for people like us who, um, I would say we're not the most academically uh, savvy people. Yeah, no. Um, Studious and, was not a word that could be described And for me. you were at one time a great athlete. No. 
A good athlete. Eh. A solid athlete. Eh. We'll give you that. I was David swam and he. Went. I was an average athlete, but you swam. That's sure. and then I uh, used to be. Uh, how do you call? It? Probably rotund. You were a lineman. We'll leave it at that. Yes, um, fourth string lineman. Jack was a nose tackle. You know what's great about me being fat and not playing? Uh, I was not at risk for CTE as we found out all these years later. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of, I kind of, I lost the battle but won the war. One season of football, I don't think you're gonna get CTE. I think it'll be okay. <laughs> that's, that's true, especially when especially I especially single A bull run. Let's be real, the guys who you were hitting weren't very. Bad. And we were one and nine the one year I played varsity, mm. and I had my iPod stolen. That was a rough year for your boy. But mm. but now back to, but now we're. Moving on from repressed memories from 10 years ago. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> so, uh, well, actually, you know what? Do we want to go into that? We'll talk something? about that now. Yeah. Uh, uh, so speaking of repressed memories from 10 years, David, you have an event possibly coming up. Why don't you want to talk about it? I have it? an event coming up in, I want to say like September or October. I got the mailer. I think I threw it out already. Um, but my uh, my high school is having our 10-year reunion for my graduating class. Woo! Um, How are you feeling? I, oof. A kick in the stomach. Um, I will tell you this much: there is a, a high school classmate of mine who lives in Fredericksburg. She also went to Mary Washington, um, and I see her every once in a while. She comes to the bar I work at, and you know I saw her and was asked if she got the mailer and what she was planning on doing, and she scoffed and said, "I'm absolutely not going." And I said, "You know, I'm there with you. I have—I'll be honest—I have zero interest in going back to high school. The people who I liked from high school." I still communicate with 95% of those folks, not even 97% of those folks. I don't care. That's like, fair. I, I hated high school. I didn't like the people I went to school with. I didn't like my school. Like, you know, I feel like that's not really different from anybody else. Yeah. Um, and I just, I have no interest in going back to a school who does not represent my values and doesn't, I don't know, doesn't live up to the hype that they set for themselves. So... I'm not going. Um, I went to the five-year reunion, and it was just full of people who I didn't like trying to one-up each other as to which middling, dead-end contractor job they've got that's going to pay them five figures and let them think that they're doing okay while the, you know, the capitalist class pillages our income and stagnates our wages for another 25 years. You know, uh, uh, you know, I, I, um, I... I'm sure mine's... I mean, mine would be coming up in two years because I graduated 2010. You were 2008. And uh, I'm sort of in the same boat you are where I... Well, I hated high school just because, going back to the me being overweight thing, I just personally was had a rough time with it. I would say, though, because we were so small and tiny, for the most part, I got along with a lot of the people I went to school with. But those are also the same people I still see now, the people I really got along with. Yeah. Um, so shout out to John Stockton, by the way, he's on my television set. Uh, we're watching the, what, Oregon and, uh, Notre Dame. Dame. That's right. Um, in case you're wondering what we're doing on a Monday night, we, uh, are watching the women's basketball tournament, which, uh, I think that's a good idea for a podcast next year too. Fill out the women's bracket. We should do the women's bracket. So I like the people I went to school with for the most part and would be happy to see them at a reunion, but I also see a lot of those people anyway. So it'd be kind of just like, Hey, let's go. To Mason, George Mason High School, where I went. Let's just go there for a night, and then we're just going to go back anyway and go to someone's house and hang out. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and why would I spend money to put on a suit to spend time with people who I don't like? You dress up pretty well, though. I mean, I, I dress up fine, but yeah. like, I'm not going to spend money to spend time with people who I didn't really care for. That's true. 
you know, it's it's un, not unfortunate is the wrong word, but I, I get where you're coming from. It is what it is. Right. You know, high school was a time. The people who were important in my life from that era are still in your life. Yeah, are still in my life. So you know, you had a you had a good line because we were talking about something like this before, where you said that the only people and you found that pretty much the only people that enjoyed high school were. Do you remember? Uh, the people who people only people who like fondly reminisce about high school and like want to actively go back to high school are people who peaked in high school. Yeah. I like, mean, it's, you know, Bruce Springsteen wrote a whole song about those people. Peaking in high school? Is yeah. Is that what it's called? Okay. No, it's called Glory Days. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah he played it at the Super Bowl. That's I, right. I thought it was a, thought it was timely reference. Um, yeah, like, you like that more than the Justin Timberlake halftime show? Absolutely. Call back to the first episode. Yeah, absolutely. That's actually the first topic of our first episode. I mean, it's the boss versus Justin, Justin Timberlake. Well, so for my neck of the woods... Spring training's wrapping up. Spring training's wrapping up. The se- baseball season's about to start. Uh, David, let's get our underemployed official 2018 MLB season preview. I will start. I'm going to let you finish it because I know you have your hot takes on baseball. Oh, I have I'm so interested. The oven is hot. Baby. I'm going to say this as I'm wearing my 2014 San Francisco Giants World Champions hoodie. Uh, shout out to my friend Brittany Morgan, uh, fellow diehard Giants fan. Uh, you know, Madison Bumgarner, their star pitcher, 2014 Sports Illustrated Sportsman of the Year, World Series MVP, handsome man, got a beard. Uh, he just got his hand hurt on a line drive. He broke one of the bones in his hand. It's going to be out six to eight weeks. So a season that I was already cautious about and skeptical about, I don't know, I think the Giants are probably going to be 500 now, but with the Bumgarner injury, probably not looking promising. So I'm a little upset about the season, but I'm looking forward to it. You're skeptical, but it's an even year. That's But they lost the last even year to the Cubs. Somehow the the magic got turned on its butt. The magic got turned... Oh, oh, that's right. It's a weird... Well, I guess the magic can only last for so long. Yeah, Um, it's unfortunate. But you know what? They had a great year, and uh, a great run, I should say. Uh, I want... David, I've been waiting. What is your official... What is your take on the baseball season? Um, my official take on the baseball season is I love that the players are filing a grievance. The players players union is filing a grievance with the league saying that the league that the there are a number of teams in the league that are intentionally tanking. Um, ignoring the fact that maybe there aren't that many baseball players who are all that good. Right, and it was also more Scott Boris uh was yeah. Finally, kind of caught up to him. Hey, you're asking way too much, and we're finally not. But now, yeah. is it out of the realm of possibility that the, that there was some level of collusion against Scott Boris? Absolutely, I love that. Sure, I think there should absolutely be yeah. collusion against Scott Boris because if, if that man makes five percent of the five percent of the signing bonus or just five percent of the total contract for any of those players that he's represents. That man has got more money than he knows what to do with, and he yeah. has not worked that hard to get it. Yeah, I mean, Jay-Z got Robinson Cano a big deal out in Seattle. I mean, but he's Jay-Z. He's cool. Like, I would sign with Jay-Z. Oh. Shout out to shout out to Jay-Z. I you know. can't see it, but I'm throwing up the rock. I know, Jay-Z, you're a big fan, big listener, so I appreciate it. Uh, do you have any previews for the World Series? Uh, yeah, I'm going to say my previews for the World Series are going to be uh, Padres A's. You sure about that? Those are two teams that have struggled the last... I said what I said. You heard it here first, folks. We got a Padres, we got a San Diego Oakland World Series coming for you. Hot takes in Fuego. Fuego. Speaking of sports, uh, who who's your World Series pick? Uh, that's a good question. On a, I would say probably. I think the Yankees look really good, but Houston also looks good. so. Either Houston or the Yankees. I will say this much. I'm not a big baseball fan, but I can tell you that the Yankees having both Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge is a recipe for a hot start, a middling mid-season. 
taper. a mid-season, a, a, a tepid mid-season, and then uh, piling it on when it doesn't matter. You're talking to a guy who loves baseball who grew up in the steroid era, who was just looking at a lot of home runs. Yeah, oh. in that in that <laughs> tiny park. Well, I should say the alleged steroid era. I don't want to throw it. Oh, it was the steroid era. Oh. We all saw how Barry, how big Barry Bonds' head got. Okay, I feel like. Not gonna have me slander Bonds twice on this show. No, it's more that I feel like Bonds was acquitted in a federal court. I know we've been over this. He helped the country post 9 11 with a, with his single season home run chase. Because you remember that. I remember I called you the day after 9 11 and I said, David, the only thing that's gonna get me through this national tragedy is Barry Bonds. Barry, Barry Bonds. And you said, Barry Bonds hitting dingers. And you said, uh, Jack, why are you calling me? <laughs> How did you get this number? <laughs> and I said, we changed our house number. And I said, no, I, I, I need I need you to know. I'm, I'm Barry Bonds is here for me. Anyway. This I, reminds me very much of Jeff Goldblum. Who, dare, who are you and how dare you speak to me? <laughs> People always ask me how I pronounce my name, Goldblum or Goldblum. Uh, I always tell them the same thing, how dare you speak to me. Jeff Goldblum was on Kona the other day, I believe I showed you, who is, uh, he's, he is, he's delightfully eccentric. I think that's the best way to describe Jeff Goldblum. And handsome. I wish I looked as good as he did at his age. Who doesn't? I, look, I wish I looked as good as him now, and I'm 25. That's fair. So, anything else? He's got a stylist, though. Sports, uh, what else sports? Any hockey news that you've been keeping up with? Um, the NHL's system for determining seating in the playoffs is really dumb. And Yeah, it, can you explain that to me now? Because I'm, I'm confused I, I can't really even explain it. They, it's, it's, it's not good. As best I can tell you is that it puts far too many uh, good rivalries in the early rounds oh, of the sorry. tournament. Um, so you'll have, you know, Washington-Pittsburgh, who are like 1-2 and two playing in the second round. Yeah, this is what happened Which is year, right? really dumb. Yeah. Like, why, why the NHL would set their bracket the way that they do doesn't really make any sense. And because the league has strong-armed the players' union and doesn't seem to understand ratings and drawing new people in, because the NHL... I don't know if it's intentional. It certainly feels like it at this point. I feel like, the honestly, the NHL intentionally pushes away new viewers. Both with attitudes from fans and the behavior from fans yeah. who, you know, will do that stupid thing where, oh, you, you sort of, you've shown like a feigning interest in hockey. Let me grill you unnecessarily about every minute yeah. detail of the team. Like, that's not how it's going to, yeah. Like, that's not how you get new fans. It's also, ca you need casual fans in any sport. That's how you get ratings and you get interest and you get anything. Exactly. But what I also want to, like, I also want to just rub it in some hockey fan's face. Like, oh, you're going to grill me about it? I'm just going to guess Wayne Gretzky for every question because, it's quite honestly, right. there's a decent chance that it is Wayne Gretzky. It's the old, if because my dad can name all the World Series winners. And I go, well, if it's between 1939 and 1958, and I have to guess who the World Series winner was, if I guess the Yankees, I'm probably going to be right. Yeah, there's there's a 30% there's a, there's a, <laughs> like chance you're going to be right there. Oh, even better than that. Yeah. that was when they, so it was it's it's the same feeling. Um, I am, of course, as you know, a diehard Vegas Golden Knights fan. Oh, uh, yeah. No, but I think that like that's a cool story. I know it's still going on, but it happened after obviously the season started right after the horrible events there in October, and then it's an expansion team. But they're still the but best. But it's record. not. But it's not fair. Here's why: because this is the first time we've had we've had only one expansion team in a year. Every other time that the NHL that sense, has yeah. had expansion, because they want to keep an even number. Yeah, teams. It's been more than you know. It's yeah. been two or three. Um, but the fact that they have one means that Vegas had. To their 
to, to GM George McPhee's credit, who was the GM of the Capitals and did a crap yeah, job right. with that, um, they, you know, they had a lot, they had a lot to pick from, and it was kind of incredible that they were able to get it. Um, and you know, the, some of the talent that they got between Flurry and Carlson and uh, James Neal, like. They've got a bunch of first liners. Like they've got good quality guys. Um, so well, it's funny. Your favorite football team benefited from the same thing when they were an expansion team because mm-hmm. them and the Panthers both made their conference title games mm-hmm. their second year of existence. Indeed. And then the Jaguars went on a good run for a while, and then uh, it took them a while, but now they are. Oh, that was a, that was a dark that was a dark decade. Let's just <laughs> let's just say it was a dark decade. But look at it. But look at them now. All, darling, everyone loves them. I don't know, except the Seahawks. Well, you know, I mean... Michael Bennett, man of the year, my ass. Yeah. My, yeah. <laughs> Taking cheap shots at people's knees, man. That's not cool. Hey, man. Yeah, Michael Bennett, we're calling you out, too. You and Sister Jean, same pool. We're calling... <laughs> For entirely different reasons. That's all. <laughs> also, I don't know who people... I don't know any other people that have hit lists that read Sister Jean and... My... I'm also going to say that the Houston Police Department now filing formal charges against... Uh, Michael Bennett, oh, 14 are? months. Yeah, they filed formal charges against him. 14 months. Are they, 14 an, months a, is too a, An indictment 14 months after so it was Super Bowl 51, where yeah, when... he allegedly like went on some rampage and shoved people around and did this, that, and the third. All I have to say is, they were at the Super Bowl. There were how many video cameras, photo yeah. cameras, security cameras, well, so, police body cameras, and no one has any evidence? Well, and it's also really? and it's more so the fact that when I saw the headline, or the, I thought it was assuming this past Super Bowl, I was like, okay, man, that's crazy. And then, but if it was last year, it's like, yeah, dude, come on. You know. Is there not a statute of limitations on these things? There should be. If you've commit, Here's my hot take. If you've committed a crime and no one's filed anything past a year, you're free to go. Uh, hot take. No, that's our, That's underemployed's official uh, no, it's official position. That, that, that is Jack's. That is Jack's opinion. David's is eight months, so it'll be. Uh, let's don't put words in my mouth on that. No, I'm, I'm. I will put them in. No. Okay. Listen, you. We can agree to disagree. That's we're going to. Disagree. We're gonna. We're gonna keep agreeing <laughs> to disagreeing on that one. Um, I'll go to my sport, uh, basketball, because the playoffs are coming up. I want to first shout out to my Los Angeles Lakers. It's been a rough, as you said, a rough decade for a Jaguars fan. It's been a rough half decade for the Lakers. Um, it's all Kobe's fault. Well, okay. You could say that. Um, there might be I some mean, the validity. Bus, the bus sis, the, the bus siblings also didn't help much. And, Nick and I'm Young, not talking genie. And Nick Young did not help. Swaggy P. Um, Nick Young, who I nothing found but buckets, be, baby. I, nothing I, but a, nothing but illustrious shots. I I will say that Nick Young was a uh, a rough rough spot. In... But he wasn't a locker room cancer. We can at least we can at least admit that he's not Rajon Rondo. He he's a personal cancer to me. Um, that's all that really matters. Jack, to I'm me. offended. Sorry, that's a very strong term. <laughs> and I I will say this to you, to your face, my best friend, a cancer survivor. I f- still feel comfortable saying Nick Young was a personal. Oh, I don't. How about a professional cancer? I don't. I don't. I don't. Say whatever you want about Nick Young. How about Nick Young being a professional cancer? That's fine. Okay, good. You can say whatever you want about Nick Young. Nick Young Young was a cancer on a professional. He was a habitual line stepper. But that. But but the. But he wore the supreme foam posits on the court one time. And and you know what? He probably went 
three for 18 in those foam pots. And he probably shot one from at least 35 feet. And he probably missed it. Oh, I'm sure he did. Because he's Nick Young. And he has silly hair. And he cheated on his wife publicly and tried to make himself the victim in that. I don't know. Nick Young is an interesting fella. He should have never gotten involved with her in the first place. Yeah. You know what? Uh, if you're Nick Young, just just uh, know that, you know, just, just either don't get engaged or don't fool around. I feel like there's, you know... I, listen, who am I? Who am I to judge, Mister Mister P, Mister Swag, Mister Swaggy, Mister Swaggy? Pardon me, uh, but yeah, Nick Young. Anyway, uh, but my Lakers played well this year. They got rid of Nick Young, so I feel like that's addition by subtraction. Um, Indeed. And now they've won, I think, thirty-two games. You've got a couple. You've got a couple of good, good young pieces they, there between Ingram, Kuzma, and Ball. If you can ever learn how to shoot, he actually he's been shooting very well. I'd say the last, pretty well the last. Do you end up with all three Ball Brothers on the on the Lakers? <laughs> yes. And you know who's going to coach them? LeVar. Luke Walton. <laughs> Bill Walton. Bill Walton will come back and coach the NBA just to coach the Ball Brothers. He's going to go on... He's Mid-game, he's going to start ranting. About Jerry he's gonna have Garcia. An, he's going to have an acid flashback and talk about following the dead on tour. And the, and the starting lineup's going to be like, Coach, what? I remember when Jerry Garcia had a 30-minute solo. I thought it would never end. I was seeing colors. I can't... You know, I, I wouldn't be able to handle Bill Walton anywhere near the Lakers. Um, but yeah, shout-out to LeVar Ball. Where is he again now? Lithu- Lithuania. Lithuania. Shout-out to LeVar Ball. Uh, if you get podcasts in Lithuania, shout-out to you too. Um, I would still like to say Luke Walton, one of the Luke Walton is, is a perfect fit for the Lakers right yeah. now. He's young, wants to be there. Th- well, there's no other coach who can deal with LeVar Ball. I can't deal quite with LeVar like Ball. Luke Walton. And I have no can. direct involvement. Like LeVar Ball is a loudmouth buffoon. I mean, he got in a way he got his son exposure, and he and he's making. But it's also like, he he. He wants to fancy himself uh, the okay. next uh, the Williams sisters their their father's name. Yes, I, I I'm blanking on his name. I'm blanking on his name, but yes. Yeah, he fancies himself the, that next guy, and quite honestly, I don't see it. I don't see it. Any of his kids is going to be anywhere near as dominant in any one of their roles as Venus and Serena have been for the last almost twenty years in women's tennis. Well and Venus and Serena's uh father was sort of a tiger mom with them with tennis. But then when once they turned pro, he started to I mean, there were some issues when he but like when they were young. But once he they started to back himself, off and just sort of Now you don't see him at all. Right. And I feel like Lavar's not at that level where he's been quiet since he went went to Lithuania. That's a hard sentence to say apparently, but I just he can be he's he's Loathsome's a strong word, but I find he's tiresome. He's tiresome. I, I just get a little tired of his act. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and also, NBA news. Um, everyone's getting hurt, as we say this. Nick oh, yeah. Young might be starting on the Warriors because uh, Steph Curry hurt. Because, of course, JaVale McGee ran into him. Kevin Durant hurt. Broken rib. Uh, Clay Thompson hurt. Broke his thumb on his shooting hand. Not a good thing. Kyle Korver hurt. K- Kyle Korver uh on Kyle Korver on the Cavs, yeah, or no, his actually, he's on the Cavs. Yes, but no, you know what? His um, I think he was hurt, but I think his brother also passed. That's why he's missed uh, some games. But the Cavs do have injuries. Kyrie hurt. Kyrie out three to six weeks with a bad ankle. Uh, Gordon Hayward still out. Six minutes into the season, had the most one of the most gruesome injuries ever. Um, it, it's weird. They started the season earlier to try to prevent injuries because they wanted to get less back to backs, but now there seemingly been more injuries. I don't know what the answer is. I do know there this. is really no answer to it. Yeah. It's a contact sport. These are gigantic people. Yeah, 
and you know they're playing the game faster and more at a higher literally a physical and metaphorically higher level than has probably ever been played um yeah. they're just they're going to get injured like that's going to happen when you have guys as big as, as as big and as fast as everyone in the NBA is colliding with each other and yeah i know that it's not like the NFL where it's an intentionally contact sport yeah but contact happens and it makes it unfortunate, but you, especially because the playoffs, you would like to see the best players ma- match up the best. But that's the unfortunate reality of it. That's the thing the NBA, I, I will say, has always done better than any other league. It's giving the people what they want. Yeah. Chuck D even t- told us about that on Fight the Power years ago. Yeah. yeah the, give them what they want. The NBA has. Yeah, give them what they need. The NBA has Fight always the the Chuck done D. a good job of. You know, putting the best, be, putting the best people on TV. Yeah. Getting the, Burn. getting the best play-by-play people. Like I would say that easily the best play-by-play people, even even on the local affiliate level, they're all NBA games. Yeah. You know, I I go out of my way to watch every single inside the NBA segment, halftime, pregame, like with Ernie, Kenny, Charles, and Check. Because like, it's it's the best. It's the best. Single sport specific talk show on TV. Yeah, and most of the Easily. time it's not about, or a lot of the time it's barely about the sport. Yeah, like intentional talk. The that's that MLB Be Network sure. ESPN show. Yeah, garbage. Yeah, you tell, you're telling me you can't get both of those guys in the same studio. Yeah, really. And it's and I and it tries to be what Inside the NBA is, and it's not, and it's just not entertaining. And mm. but it, Inside the NBA, perfect show. Inside the NFL, mm. the mm. NFL suffers from most of their. Studio shows suffer from the same like fake laugh, like machismo thing. Here's what I think that the NBA, uh, the NFL ones suffer from the most is the NFL is such an uptight league. Yes, and football is such an uptight sport. Foot like it doesn't lend itself to have fun. No, NFL football does not lend itself to players having any sort of an opinion at all. Right, like. There's talk about Josh Rosen, the 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 pro, one of the prospects for the draft this year, who's considered one of like the top three or four QB prospects, and that he's going to have to decide as a player whether he wants to be a humanitarian or if he wants to be an NFL quarterback. Which like, and and, and this was this was serious commentary from like Bill Polian and Jeff Saturday, yeah. and you know voices that are considered to have some weight in the NFL when the NFL has a, has a humanitarian award. Right. That's what's weird is that they pre- they seemingly pride themselves on it and then when push comes to shove, it's like you would have to choose to be one or the other. Uh, my, my official position on that is, and it sounds cliche and it doesn't sound like it's an answer, but the heart wants what the heart wants. You got to go for it. Like if, if that's... If you feel like you have a better calling in life doing something, there's no shame in that. Even if you feel like you can make more money in sport, whatever. It's not for every... We've seen... Um, there was the there was the football player a few years ago who wanted to be a Rhodes Scholar. You know who I'm talking... It was a... Oh, think- uh, yes. Um, Myron Roll. Yeah. And he... I found that admirable. He, he was a first-round quality prospect. Yeah, and he said, "No, this is what I want to do." He went and he went and was a road scholar. He was still working out. He was still yeah. working out at an NFL level. Right. He comes back and he can barely get a. He, can, he couldn't even like get an invite to a tryout. Yeah, and, and it's just such a weird kind of culture. But I mean, I don't it's know. it is, it is dogmatic and it is a top-down culture. 
Um, Wilbon on uh, PTI has has put it perfectly. It's a plantation mentality. Yeah. And that's not necessarily, you know, and, and he says, while there can be racial overtones to that, that's he's, not speaking, what, yeah. he's speaking into it is that head coaches want their fingers in everything. They want to control yeah. every aspect then, of so, the team. And seemingly so do the GM. And yes. seemingly so do the owners. Yes. And seemingly so do everybody. That's, yeah, it, it doesn't... You and I both like football, but we I think we both find it hard to really truly love and embrace football. I mean, for different reasons anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, one reason we both can agree on, it takes too goddamn long. There's no reason that a game that's... That when if you they got played it out this year, huh? They got better at that this year. They oh had a boy, few, a little fewer commercial breaks. Oh boy, games are no longer three and a half hours; they're three hours Col- and hey, five co- minutes. Co- college football's much worse. Yeah, that's college why I, football I games take college. college football games take four hours, and, and that's just, just like preposterous. Yeah, and I mean, come on, I mean, for all the crap baseball gets, a lot of it justified for how long it takes. You can't have a sport with a clock take four hours. That's just absurd. That's, that's absurd. true. That's true. So, by the way, since we're gonna, I know you want, I wanted to get your take because we were talking about this. Because we, it, it's sort of a, no transition, but we were talking about Logic, the rapper in the car. Well, this came up because we were talking various, you know, people being corny and people being yeah. fake. And you called me that, and then you were like, "What other rappers can I think of?" I mean, here's what I will say: I have been a, f- I have been a fan, and I'm still a fan of him. Of Logic the Rapper. Um, Been a fan for a long time. Um, I saw him play at a house party in high school. Way back, way back when. Um, And he's tremendously talented. No one can deny that. He's pound pound for pound one of the best, like, ability rappers out there. You know, very few people could could keep up with him uh, as far as diction, as far as ability to, you know, flow quickly, to switch up between flows. Has but a good voice. Like, he, he, he's, yeah. he's got he's got great presence. He does a great live show. But I can't think of what a signature Logic song sounds like. Yeah, and, and that's a problem. It's very much in the same way that I think of Drake. Like I can't mm. think of one distinct style yeah. that Drake has. Now I think for Drake personally, because I'm more of a fan of him than you are, I think that works to his advantage because I think it's more he has a lot of versatility where he can to me. I find like with Drake on Take Care, like he has two great songs where it's Lord Knows, which is a great Just Blaze, like hot beat. I'm hearing all of the jokes. I know that they trying to push me. I know that showing emotion don't ever mean I'm a pussy. Know that I don't make music for niggas who don't get pussy. So those are the ones I count on to diss me or overlook me. And then two songs later, it's Doing It Wrong, which is this very like breakup emotional. So cry if you need to, but I can't stay to watch you. That's the wrong thing to do. And to me, that's... But, I mean, that's also just differing opinions. Drake, by the way, is rap's biggest soft boy. Yeah, but you know what? That's... I mean, that's not even a hot take. Everyone knows that Drake's a yeah, soft boy. Yeah, but you know... Hey, you know what, man? There's nothing wrong... You can... To me, again, it's it's cool. Like, he's doing what Ja Rule tried to do, but Ja Rule came off as ridiculous when he said it because Ja Rule sounded like the Cookie Monster. <laughs> yeah, Ja Rule... What would I be without you? And it's just like... Yeah, yeah, please I'm back in the game, shawty The ruling cocky Sing for hoes and sound like the cookie monster And you didn't like 50 Cent But that was sort of what 50 did too That's because 50 was a dog shit rapper I'll give you You felt that way about Nelly I'm gonna give you that on Nelly Even though I like Nelly Nelly technically as a rapper was pretty bad 50, So is 50 50 was 
So is 50. I will not hear it. 50 was not a good rapper. Is not a good rapper. The production... Look, 50 had phenomenal production. 50 got great features. 50 brought us the game. Yeah. The game could wrap laps around... uh, Game could wrap laps around 50. And that is not even arguable. I felt like... I mean, I'm not going to say 50 Cent is 50 Cent's ever going to win the Best Rapper Award by Rappers Magazine or whoever would be giving out Can the Can Fiddy even freestyle? Probably not, but so what? I would rather listen to someone who writes something down than like a free... I mean, to me. Like, I could think of... A, I mean, I couldn't think of a freestyle. Well, you know what? It's also like, if we listen to old rap, lyrically it would be... Like, there's no easier job in the world than being a 1979 rapper because there's a... Hey, everybody, it's time to go. We're gonna go and have some flow. It's just like, okay, that's that for 15 minutes on a disco track. But, you know, 50 Cent had like well, that's a because about. that's because being an MC at that time was an entirely different thing. That's like, true. It, MCing was, you were also DJing. Like, you were just yeah. sort of filling the dead space in the breakbeat between other performers. Like, rapping, rapping and, and, and you know, vocals wasn't the the thing at the time it was it was the beat it, it would was always keeping... say who it was it basically was just who had the bigger boombox who had the yes it was who had the it was who had the bigger stereo and who had yeah. who had the deeper who had the deeper crates like that's fine you know who wasn't a great you know who wasn't the best rapper ever black rob black rob was, <laughs> that's an inside joke uh, <laughs> it's funny too when you listen to some older like rap that became popular just because it was like oh Puffy's got a rapper and you're like oh they were pretty shitty yeah huh. Puffy's not a good rapper Puffy has Puffy so, Diddy Puff, when Puffy had I mean Puff, obviously Puff, Puff, Diddy Pop whatever you want to call him <laughs> whatever he's calling himself that's a great that is a great reference to the uh, what is it the Bad Boy for Life video with Ben Stiller thank mm-hmm. you I appreciate that um, so Diddy has on the same damn time remix has like one of my favorite verses ever King Los wrote it um, oh, of course, someone. Well, no, course I mean someone wrote, but wrote I'm it. saying that's why I'm not going to say Diddy's a great writer, obviously, because he doesn't write. Fifties, you say Diddy's got more ghost writers than Dr. Dre. Yeah, and Dr. Dre admits he's a, but like Dr. Dre will still. I mean, to me, if you if you can still rap it, I don't really care if you have ghost writers as long as you if you own up to it and say this is who I am. Like, yes, you get points docked, I suppose, but like, yeah, you know, just at the end of the day, you're just trying to make enjoyable music. But Dude, also, Dre has given us iconic records. True. And he's given us some bad records. I mean, yes. And he gave us Hitman. Yeah, he, uh, gave us, he gave us three features of Hitman. <laughs> oh, man. Way more than three. I wish it were just three. Oh, that's true. It was on like, only, only... Half, it was on like 50% of the album. Oh, that's right. <laughs> just the tracks we forgot about. That's right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> For anybody listening, wondering, who was Hitman? There you go. You just answered your own question. <laughs> Dr. Dre's 2001. <laughs> yeah. And that is his discography. <laughs> Oh man, is Hitman still alive? We'll pose that question. Knows? Who knows? The question, the bigger question is, who cares? <laughs> you know what? That might be the best note to end it on. Any quick shout outs you want to give? Um, well, we didn't talk about the Masters, which is coming up. Oh, um, okay, yes. I want to get your preview. It's golf. Golf isn't a sport. You have a servant. It's a game. Okay. Um, I like golf a little more than David, uh, but Tiger's in it, so I'm going to predict Tiger Woods. There you go. That's the 2018. Whoa, we got a lot of like handiwork done. We got our baseball season preview. We got our M- NBA We got some up. NHL. We actually got every sport. Um, we didn't cover MLS, um, and we're not going to. <laughs> I would actually... There is one thing I want to talk about. Oh. 
Uh, this coming weekend uh, in Fredericksburg, it's, uh, it's the most magical weekend of the year. It is Fool's Fest, uh, hosted by the Washington Area Frisbee Club. It's one of the longest-running Frisbee tournaments in America. And uh, it's a chance for teams from all over the country to, or groups of friends from all over the country to get together and celebrate the ridiculousness that is... Frisbee! Frisbee. Frisbee! We're a sport where we're running around chasing a pie plate. Um... So you know, one of the one of the more famous teams at this tournament. There's two. There's two really noteworthy teams who end up playing in this tournament every year, and they're uh, Yard Sale, which is a team that does exactly what it sounds like. They show up with a bunch of random stuff that they pick up at thrift stores throughout the throughout the year, and then they sell them on the sidelines of games. And there is Purple Jerk, who is everyone's I beg your fa- pardon? Purple Jerk. Okay. Everyone's favorite grimace and masturbation themed frisbee team. Wow, I guess on that note... <laughs> and there's drinking in a field. <laughs> how can you miss... How can you pass How it can up? you lose? I guess I guess I have to... Wait, so the guy in the Grimace suit is... No, there's nobody in a Grimace suit. Oh, okay. There's nobody in a Grimace suit. They're all just wearing purple and... Yes, they're wearing, they're wearing uh, custom-made pennies that have Grimace uh, on them. And what is Grimace doing on them, just out of curiosity? Up for interpretation? That's it. That's our fourth episode of Underemployed, if we put this out, because this might just be a disaster at the end of it. Anyway, we will be back here at the Trap House in, I don't know, we're doing this bi-weekly, so probably about... Probably keep it up that way. Yeah, probably a good idea. If you guys had us every week, you'd be like, yo, this is too, this is too many hot takes. This is too hot. Even man's getting hot. A man can never be hot. Man's not hot. Man's not hot. Peace, y'all. The girl told me, take off your jacket. I said, babe, man's not hot, never hot. I tell a man's not hot, never hot. I tell a man's not hot, never hot. The girl told me, take off your jacket. I said, babe, man's not hot, never hot.